You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser with you till 6, and then we'll go to the lab because Adam Deal and Andy Hageman will take over from there in our pre-match show, and then kickoff is at 7. Tickets still available. We'll get you out to the lab. So uh, joining us now is Adam Deal. He'll be on the call tonight. Adam, let's dig right in. Uh, we, you know, we, you know, this, this is obviously where the, uh, the rubber meets the road. You played college soccer. Uh, you know, we've, we've never seen, uh, United playing at an elite level. They've had some solid performances here and there, but, uh, you know, now is the time to see what this team is made of in these final 10 games. I mean, it's, this is do or die time now. Or eleven games, excuse me, eleven games. My my yeah, fault. Okay, so yes, you, final eleven. Yeah, you, you. I mean, you would say, okay, that's a lot of games, but not really the way things have been going for United. And obviously, their last five matches, they're they're without a win, right? And so it's been a little bit troublesome. Obviously, some new players have come in, and and Eric Quillett looked like he was in such a good flow, and the team was starting to find their way. And you're thinking, okay. And then all of a sudden, it's been a little bit of a drop-off. And so fortunate to pull the draw in San Diego, Joe, um, against San Diego Loyal this weekend. And you get a late tie from Amando Moreno, and that's great and all, but it only gets you the point. And United, they just haven't pulled up some points in their last few games. And so they got to start getting the results if they're going to make this playoff push. And these last 11 games are going to happen real fast, the way that United's kind of backloaded their schedule here. They've been game behind all season long, and they're called games in hand, meaning they've played less games than most of the Western Conference. And so you're going to see that's why you're seeing a Wednesday night game now and a Saturday game. And so this is going to go real fast. So can they catch that momentum? That's going to be the big thing. Yeah, they actually have uh, more games in hand than anybody in the, in the Western Conference with 11, uh, a couple at 10, and then there's even some with nine only left uh, that are right there ahead of United. We're talking to Adam Deal. He's the voice of United right here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. So, that you know, there's, there's two sides of this whole thing is, you know, they raise their level of play, but at the same time, they, they're playing another club that has as much on the line as United. United does so really now it comes down to you know not the x's and o's necessarily but as they say the jimmies and joes and new mexico united has not just sat held pat with what they've had uh they got schneider borgelin the other about a week and a half ago week ago zico bailey they also had some other pickups i mean they're not going away quietly adam they're not going away quietly and uh talk to me about that yeah, well, I, well, what you just said is a couple of players like that, and you might see Zico Bailey tonight, who we just got. This. And uh, what I like about Peter Trevisani, you know, the president and owner of New Mexico United, is he always goes for it. You know, he's like an owner's, a fan's owner, and he's always trying to add, and he's always trying to win, and he's always trying to, to develop the team. There's a lot of owners that will just sit on – making some good profits and having good good enough for them. But he's always making last late acquisitions to try to help this team, and he's done that. So I think you're not going to see any of the roster moves now, but I think he's got the team that he wants and Eric players that he wants. It's just about getting results. I mean, Joe, not too long ago, we were talking about what, a month ago, maybe a little less than a month ago, United were on a four-game streak, and they had jumped their way up to 
six that one moment in the Western Conference Final or Western Conference, and we were talking about, man, this team needs to jump into a home playoff spot now. Well, that was kind of just fighting to get into that playoff spot. It's still potential to get a home playoff spot, but the Western Conference, as you mentioned, and Oakland Roots tonight are coming in and trying to situate themselves to get a home playoff game. And so if you look from about four to all the way down to tenth in this Western Conference, it is equal. And so teams can move depending on a loss or a win on the night. You get your three points for a win, and you could jump up three, four spots. Yeah, so it's really tight, and there's a lot you know, a lot of advantage for that. And uh, the best example of that is the game you're talking about uh, was against Orange County, and it was neck and neck, and basically they have done exactly what New Mexico United was hoping to do. Okay, I'm going to get back to uh, Borgelin. Um, he, uh, you saw him in the first uh, game as a United player on Saturday. Uh, your your thoughts on watching him adam you uh, know a lot more there's timing that goes along with being part of a new club i uh, like but you know when we introduced him sam, sam mentioned listed at six foot five he glides i want you know th- this guy it, but in in soccer the other team knows that that they're trying to stop him too so it's not so easy but the potential is totally there for uh him to dominate a game kind of like we saw back in the day with kevon freighter i mean that opportunity may be there for Borgelin. Yeah, Borgelin is athletic. He glides, like you said, he's super tall. And you can tell why he was playing in the MLS with his athleticism, but he's got a really smooth touch. He can play hold-up play. And that's what United need a little bit, is a forward that could hold the ball up high and then use crafty players like Amando Moreno to play off of him to hold the ball. So there's a couple reasons he comes in. I think United have really struggled on set pieces into the box, quarter kicks, or even if you have great players like Harry Schwartz, Moreno, Santi Moir, who gets streaking on the outside or Suggs is coming on an overlap and they send a ball in the box. Well, you want a tall, big, athletic player that can go win the ball in the air and put one on frame. And I think United never had that. You know, Daniel Bruce is a streaking type quick forward that could beat you inside the box with the ball, but he can never really do much damage with a cross coming in. And I don't think United had that piece. And so I feel like this could really work out for New Mexico. I feel like goals will come with Borgeland, and I think you just got to give it just a little time, even though you don't have a lot of time for patience here with 11 matches, but this could work out. We're talking to Adam Deal here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017, the team. He's the voice of New Mexico United. He'll be on the call here in just a little over an hour for the pregame show with Andy Hageman, United and Oakland Roots SC right here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Looking ahead, of course, uh, so we got that tonight. Looking ahead to Friday game of the week in high school football and when we uh, th- there's uh, not a lot of people around that know Cle- you know the Cleveland Storm football program uh, like Adam Deal as well maybe we-, we see a different version of these teams if this game is a few weeks down the road Adam one game for both teams and then they're being thrown into the deep end not that it's anything new for them but you know you were down in Las Cruces at the Field of Dreams last week watching Cleveland and Centennial just what what are you know maybe one or two things that you're most excited to see on Friday in the state championship rematch yeah, I mean, these these two teams, by the way, with Cleveland and Quave have kind of developed a little bit of a rivalry. The players kind of don't like each other who've been starting since their sophomore year, and they've kind of been going at it back and forth. They played the state championship last year. 
And so the one thing I, I did, I watched the, the La Cueva game against Rurancho as well, and then was able to call the game against Cleveland. Sometimes you, you just mentioned it. And the, the one thing that jumps out on me is, is both sides defensively. Okay, so last year they set a record in the state championship game. I'm not, I can't pull the, the exact score right now, but it was like 70-something to 60, right? It was yeah. ridiculous. And both teams' defenses are much, much improved. Mason Posa for La Cueva is a linebacker that leads that program, and they've returned five starters on the defensive side that are all really good, and they've added a couple of pieces as well that are younger players. They held Real Rancho to 14 points, so I'm really curious about that. On the other side, for Cleveland, same thing. They return almost their entire defense, and you could see it. Stratton Schufelt, by the way, I think is up to 11 D1 offers and has been brilliant. This kid's the real deal, 11 D1 offers, and it shows he is a machine all over the field. He's also, along with Madrano and Tuka Tupman, that three linebacking core, all D1 talents for Cleveland. They held Centennial to eight points. Now, this is a high-flying Centennial offense that has a lot of weapons. And the other reason why Centennial scored was off of a big kickoff return that set them up on a first and goal, and they were able to punch it in. Other than that, Cleveland was flawless defensively. So, oddly enough, as these two offenses went toe-to-toe in a crazy wild game last year, I think it's going to be the opposite. And I think it's going to be interesting to see who could score. You've got Harris and Buea, who's a running back for Cleveland, was kind of a workhorse, just getting chunks of five yards at a time against Centennial in a big offensive line. This is a different Cleveland offense. You know, you've got Jordan Hatch, who's a sophomore quarterback. And then you look at LaQueva's side also, which you're going to hear this name all year, Cameron Dyer, the junior, getting yes. his first start against Rio Rancho was absolutely fantastic. And so can he move the football against this Cleveland defense? That's what I think you need to see. Yeah, so much talent on both sides. And you talk about that running back for Cleveland. I mean, even in the state semifinal and even in the championship game last year, he was he was doing plenty of damage. It's And it's so interesting to see because you talk about these two defenses, but the way that they try to move the ball down the field, I mean, I, at least last year it was so different where Cleveland didn't even really have to throw the ball. If they if they never wanted to, they didn't have to throw the ball. Are we still kind of looking at the same thing where they're, where they're just going to move it around and LaCueva is going to try to take some of those shots? Well, I, I think it's such a different aspect. Yes, they're going to run the ball, but it's a power-running team now. And, and even like last year with Evan Wysong, who was so fast, could pull a read option, or he could even get it to Nick Trujillo, who was the best wide receiver in the state, and he could make plays. And I just don't think that Cleveland have those kind of fast, quick-hitting players, but they have the biggest offensive line in the state. Maybe Hobbs is a little bit bigger by, by weight, but the best returning offensive line, I would say. I mean, it's a big line, and they use that as a power-running team. Now, Jordan Jordan Hatch is a, is a great sophomore talent. He missed a lot of his receivers. I think he was a little under. He was at, right at 50% pass. He had a couple touchdowns, had a couple picks. But yeah, Sam, I think it's a this Cleveland offense is going to be more of a power-running football team, and, and Hatch just has to get more comfortable season goes and then you know LaQueva they are completely different beast as well I told you Cameron Dyer he's now the starting quarterback he does pose a threat to run a lot more had 50 yards rushing and three touchdowns against Real Rancho he's got Jackson Hicks his his 
main target from last year. And then a new running back, uh, Cheeto Lombrero. That's right, I said Cheeto. He was really good with a couple of touchdowns as well. And so it's, it's a different dynamic. I think defensive game, a running defensive game on both sides, to be honest. All right, Adam will be on the video side of the call. Primo Sports, right, uh, Adam? People can find the yeah, Sports Primo, yeah. Sports Primo. We'll have the game as well with Scott Galetti and the coach Rod Williams. Here's I'm just going to leave you with this thought here, uh, Adam. I mean, here you have a rematch of last year's state championship. You got one versus two, and the quarterback for the number one ranked team is a sophomore in Jordan Hatch. The quarterback for La Cueva is a junior by the name of Cam Dyer. Back in the day, you would never, ever see, like, sophomore quarterbacks starting for teams that were ranked that high. I mean, there's such a big difference normally, or at least it used to be, between what a, a sophomore and what a senior was. Uh, so I, I have a feeling both uh, Coach Brandon Back and Coach, uh, Coach Rod, Robert uh, Garza are really just scheming to make those two guys uncomfortable. Uh, the, you know, I mean, great performances last year, last week for both of them, but, uh, man, you know, the, you're still putting all your faith into some inexperience, and uh, I just, uh, I can't wait to see how it all shakes out. We'll be out there, you'll be out there, Adam Deal will be at the lab tonight. Thank you so much, Adam. Appreciate you joining us here on Team Talk. All right. Well, uh, when we come back, we've got the top five. And the last time this happened, they could have changed their name from the Highlanders. Okay? It's been more than 100 years. That could change tonight. Wait till you hear what team we're talking about. Team Talk, Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.